You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome once again to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. This is Barrett. How are you Barrett, doing? Barrett, how's it going? How are you doing? Doing well. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going, sir? Oh, not bad, not bad. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's good to have you. All right, so uh, folks who What's that again? Is it finally? Yeah, yeah. This is because somebody uh, was too busy and had to postpone it. Well, actually, usually that's me, but never mind. Hey, it's Phil this time. Yeah, I know. Usually it's me, though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll explain that in a little bit. But uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, who we are and whatnot, uh, we are, once again, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, basically a review podcast of movies and so forth. Uh We've uh, had a bunch of episodes early, eight or nine, that were just a solo podcast of me uh, discussing released Blu-rays and whatnot, but uh, uh, that kind of slowed down due to, quote-unquote, life, and uh, the the research to put all that together was a pain in the ass, so I, I just put it on hiatus, uh, but then uh, we, we just started up again this year. And um, you can find us at uh, the darkdiscussions.com website because we're part of the Dark Discussions uh, network. And uh, the films that are usually discussed are genre films. So sci-fi, fantasy, horror, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, cult films, midnight movies, and the like. Um, you can find uh, the website, darkdiscussions.com. Uh, where this is located. Uh, we do have a Facebook group called Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group where you can join in and discuss anything and everything, start your own topic or join in whatever is being discussed at the moment. And we do have an email, so if you want to email us and discuss your thoughts on any topics or suggestions or whatever, you can email at darkdiscussions at aol.com. Um, oh, and you can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, or you can just go to, as I said, darkdiscussions.com and uh, download uh, the episodes directly from the website. Uh, and on that website, you can find many other podcasts as well as, as articles and things of that nature. You can comment on the, the site and all that other stuff, so uh, go check it out. Um, all right, so uh, uh, tonight we're uh, doing a uh, episode... It's a little different. Um, as, as Kevin mentioned, uh, the episode's been pushed, pushed back a lot. But generally, um, 
this is a TV show, so TV shows obviously take more effort to actually get through than, uh, say, a two-hour, an hour-and-a-half movie. So um, it really just came down to seeing every episode. And uh, fortunately, it's a shorter season, um, but it is still uh, over six hours or so um, and whatnot. Um, all right, so... I guess we can talk about uh, the I guess the the topic tonight. So, uh, Barra, what are we going to discuss tonight? We are going to discuss the Netflix show Vampires. Um, a Parisian teenager who is half human, half vampire, grapples with her emerging powers and family turmoil as she is pursued by a secret vampire community. The fair looked at me today, and we talked. As if I existed. Finally, I think I'm starting to change. I think I'm becoming one of them. Like our mom. Like the others. It's genetics. We don't have the gene. We're not. We're like Papa. We're not like them. This medicine's for your protection. Your father made it just for you, so you could have a normal life. That's not a high price for your freedom. I say freedom. I'm not free at all. I can't do anything. It's just not fair. Stop acting like this is new. Everything I do is to protect you. You, it's me. She's miraculous. A sort of hybrid. If you wanted, you could go far. You will bring her to me. If not, I'll bring her here by myself. Is a grenade without the pen. Uh, that's right. Yeah, this is a uh, 2020 show. Uh, it was released in 2020, and if you go to IMDb or whatever, it says 2020. Uh, the show is uh, only six episodes. A lot of these European uh, television shows uh, do these series instead of seasons, so they do like kind of what what The Walking Dead now does or Battlestar Galactica was doing where they release a half a season like six episodes and they release another six episodes and uh, four months later kind of like that uh, so this is only six episodes um, even though it's a French language TV show Netflix uh, actually defaults it into the English dub so you can watch it either as English dubbed or as a subtitled uh, show Pretty yeah much and I want to so most yeah, I want to comment on that. I think the dubbing was actually better than I expected. Usually I don't get very good dubbing, and this was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, Netflix actually um, has pretty good dubbing. I know like uh, there's the German TV show that everybody's been talking about called Dark uh, that actually has dubbing too, and uh, um, that's pretty popular. There's a show called Rain from, I think, Denmark. 
there's the a bunch of Spanish movies like Platform and Emiratati uh, that do the dubbing as well. Um, and they've all been pretty solid too. Uh, but if you're not one of those people who likes dubs and you want to see subtitles, you can, you can watch it that way as well if you prefer. Uh, but you pretty much summed it up. Um, Barrett, the, the dubbing is, is solid enough that it's, you know, I mean, if you, you grew up watching Italian giallos, which are basically all dubbed anyway, uh, th- this is as good as, as any of those for sure. Um, now, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, did you watch it dubbed or did you watch it subtitled? Subtitled. Oh, okay. Oh. So you, you switched it to the French language and then subtitled. I'm impressed. Well, I'm used to subtitles anyway, so um, <clears throat> my, my wife is deaf. So we have oh, subtitles gotcha. on all the time. So I prefer to do it. Uh, you know, like I said, I prefer. Um, you know, I prefer sub. I prefer subtitles. Well, let me and ask you this. Least, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did, did you switch it to the French language though, or did you keep it in the dubbed and then also add the subtitles? You know, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I. I think I kept it. Fr- I think I had it French and dubbed that way, just because I preferred it that way. Okay. I, I, uh, um, I don't know. I think sometimes. Oh man, not great. Now I'm just trying to think because. Oh, I don't know. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure I did it. Um, you know, French with English subtitles, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I really don't remember. Sure, sure. No worries, no worries. Uh, just, just curious. Um, let's see what else. Uh, um, but uh, what would you call this type of show, um, Kevin? Uh, I was calling it, when I was talking to Barrett offline a couple of days ago, I was saying that it felt more like a uh, dark or urban fantasy rather than a horror show. Um, and I know you had some interesting opinions on, on vampires in the show compared to the typical um, vampires that we see with Dracula and things of that nature. Uh, do you know what dark fantasy or urban fantasy is or or that means nothing to you and you, you just felt it was a, a different type of vampire well i mean it was obviously a different type of well I, I i don't know if i would say it's a different type of vampire because this type of vampire is becoming a little bit more common uh we're not talking about your dracula your salem's lot or people who react to crosses but this is more of a well i was just born this way or um you know, there's really nothing spiritual about it. Um, you know, religious symbols or anything like that don't really have a an effect on it. And I have to admit, you know, from my perspective, I, I kind of I, I miss that. I do miss that. But this one, like I say, I I think a dark fantasy is a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, dark fantasy because there's dark fantasy drama. I kind of call it science fiction. 
Just because... Yeah, you know. Because there was no supernatural aspect to it. That is true. It, it kind of pulled me to the science fiction area, but I can see urban fantasy. Um, I understand why that would be a choice as well. It's just, I think of it as science fiction because it's more of a different type of vampirism. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I actually, no, I like... Science fiction is probably because it's more, well, it's more sciency. Yeah. You know, it's a more science thing rather than fantasy or anything like that. You know, there's obviously no, nothing, nothing here, believe it or not, is supernatural. I mean, it's extraordinary, but it's not supernatural. Yeah. Right, right. What's interesting well, about that, because I think, like, um, the Underworld movies were kind of like that, but they yeah. felt more supernatural to me, if that makes sense. What, what well, about True Blood? Because, what about True well, Blood? Well, I don't know enough about True Blood. True Blood is more supernatural, cause, and Urban Fantasy probably is closer, because it had witches and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, all right. All right. What were you going to say now, Kevin? Well, I mean, you were, um, you know, you were talking about, uh, what was it, uh, the other movie series? Underworld. Underworld. Underworld, yeah. Okay, I was making sure I got that right. Underworld, I can see why you wanted to call it more of a, a fantasy because, well, it involved vampires, it involved werewolves, but it was also very dark. Yeah. I mean, virtually everything that happened was in the dark. I mean, everybody was wearing black for the most part. <laughs> and there was more... I mean, I don't know if i call it supernatural, but... They had links to, like, Christianity in that in those movies, it seemed like. And just it, something about them seemed more supernatural, even though it was a blood disease again. Yeah. You, I you know what I mean? Well, the thing, part of it, I think, uh, also helped was, you know, they were showing stuff from, like, in the past. And they were, yeah. showing, you know, from stuff from, from thousands of years ago to now. It gave that more gothic feel to it. Yeah. Oh, this, this is gritty and now. Yeah, it gave it that more modern-day gothic look, which has more of a fantasy fantasy look actually i think part of the reason why you might want to think about underworld as a fantasy is just how they looked how they dressed um you know they were meeting up in an old like, old mansions and things like that and it was almost like a whole bunch of people i mean it was obvious that they were just warriors and then they just evolved their their warrior tactics, you know, from swords and and bows and arrows to guns. Whereas and, this felt like immigrants, right? <laughs> Just more gritty, more now to me, yeah. Which is kind of right. why I felt like science fictiony. Yeah, no, and there really wasn't much of a mansion. It was somebody's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like I said, it was more of. I told Phil this reminded me of a mafia movie, but with vampires. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's okay. why. Well, oh, Connor. No, I'm done. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I I felt it was very much like an urban 
fantasy because even even though people didn't know the vampires existed like in say any the Anita Blake uh series or, or books or, or true blood or anything like that um they lived among us in a in a modern setting um kind of uh had real lives even if they were still kind of underground so that i mean that that's that's how it felt to me that or at least that's what I've always felt urban fantasy or dark fantasy is. So the word fantasy doesn't necessarily mean fantasy as in uh, Tolkien or Conan or anything like that. It oh, means, yeah, yeah. It means more um, um, fant- uh, I guess as, as Chrissy from the Dark Discussions podcast would call it, magical realism within the modern world. And uh, even though this isn't magical or um, religious vampirism, it's kind of, as Kevin said, um, extraordinary. And and that's kind of what I felt made it feel, to me anyway, uh, more in in line with the dark fantasy or urban fantasy type of novels that the Anita Blake or the True Blood series um, come from. But again... Yeah, For ahead. me, it was more the um, the technical aspect of it being a blood disease and the way they treated it in the story just felt more science fiction-y to me. But either one, I think, applies. It's not really a this or that. It's however you right. feel about it, I think. Right. Well, and, and our co-host Mike of the Dark Discussions podcast, he, he always brings up the fact that a lot of subgenres of speculative fiction kind of overlap yeah. anyway. Right. I mean, you know, obviously um, you made a good point with uh, uh, the Kate Beckinsale uh, movie. What, what's that called? Underworld. Underworld. Uh, that series, which is both kind of fantasy, kind of uh, action, um, you know, all sorts of different things that it falls under, say, then say, uh, you know, the hammers dracula which is straight horror you know yeah um so but yeah, if we're that, leaning a different direction i would say i would lean more towards science fiction whereas um the other one the underworld i lean more towards the gothic kind of fantasy it's just you know how i feel about it but yeah they all have aspects of the same things they all have horror in them etc yeah, yeah so so people who, who are interested in this series i mean when, when you I mean, it's such a generic title, you may not even find it unless you're really looking yeah. for it. You know, because you type in vampires, 5,000 things will pop up, and this will just be one of them. And right now, since it's a newer thing, it usually comes up in the top 10. But, I mean, in two months from now, it could disappear completely uh, without you really searching for it. But um, it being uh, what it is, you know, vampires, that's kind of interesting. You know, you want to watch it because of vampires, whatever. The the screenshots I've seen of the show make it very gothic looking and yet it's not uh, when you watch it, the, the trailers kind of make it interesting, so you gotta be, be careful uh, so us talking about it, some one viewers just make sure you know that it's what Barrett, myself and Kevin said, and it's not, you know, don't expect Count Dracula or, or, or something like that 
Um, For sure, yeah. Don't expect Count Dracula at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 almost its own distinct thing because I mean, even though it's vampires yeah. and it's not uh, anything original in that sense, um, you know, like it's not Dra- you know, Hammer's Dracula. It's not Underworld. It's not um, the Stat. It's not Anita Blake, as I was mentioning. It's not Twilight. It's you know, it's it's, it's not different. Salem's Lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so it's definitely a different type of story. Um, all right, so I guess we can uh, go around and discuss uh, how we heard about it and what we thought. So uh, let's start with you, Kevin. I heard about this because you told me to watch it. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's. I have to confess. I mean, that's. Uh, that's what you know. You said, "Hey, Kevin, you know we want to do this uh, this TV series called Vampires. I'd love to have your take on it." And I said, "Okay." And I watched it a couple months ago. All right. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of it? Well, like I said, um, I was disappointed. It's at first I was disappointed because I like the spiritual end of the vampire fights. But this really isn't a vampire versus non-vampire fight. This is a vampire versus vampire fight. And like I said, it's almost more of a... It's almost like a mafia drama, to be honest. It, in my opinion, that's what, it, that's what it reminded me of. So once I got past the, okay, well, this isn't really a spiritual thing, I got into it as a, this is a drama and it was pretty good. All right, very good. Uh, all right, so Barrett, uh, how did you hear about this, and uh, what did you think? Uh, I heard about it the same way that Kevin did. <laughs> That's why I laughed before. Um, I I won't say I'm, like, over the moon on this series. Um, there are things that I really liked about it, and then... <laughs> There are things that I thought were okay, and I thought it got off to a slow start. Um, it, getting through the first two episodes was not as easy as I would have liked, <laughs> but once I got through those, it it improved greatly. Um, and I know it was just set up, but it's just one of those things. It just it was slow for me in the beginning. So, but I enjoyed it once I got through those, and I thought the end was pretty well done. All right, very good. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I heard about it because uh, it popped up on um, a horror website or a genre website that, that I, I check out every so often, and uh, they had some screen caps uh, or promotional stills of, of the show, and uh, it looked pretty pretty cool. Uh, kind of looked like Bliss, the, the movie that, that me and Barrett um, and Mike – uh, did for Dark Discussions as an episode early, late last year. I'm sorry? I was in it, too. Oh, you yeah. were there? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. there. you were. Remember, I hated it. Yes, yeah, that's right. I remember. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of looked like that, and, and that was a vampire film, and it you know, had the same like gritty uh, look, same type of uh, colors and, and all that weird stuff, and, and so I thought it was going to be 
a really cool uh, like grindhouse TV series. And um, so, uh, uh, oh, and then I saw that it was French and being half French and I always, you know, saying Viva la France, um, that piqued my interest as well. Um, so I said, uh, uh, what am I? In? Oh, and then I saw it was only six episodes. So I uh, suggested it to Kevin and, and uh, Barrett. Uh, if you guys wanted to do an episode on it. And, and I, again, I hadn't seen any, I, I went in completely blind except for the handful of stills. I didn't even bother watching the trailer. Um, and so that's, that's how uh, I heard about it. And uh, we decided to do an episode on it. Um, and of course uh, that was like two months ago. Um, but what I was planning to do is watch an episode per week Anyway, because uh, I just had a, a busy schedule going um, with uh, Barrett, probably knows with work because me and him work together, and then um, family life um, and various other entertainments, or as well as redeveloping the Dark Discussions uh, Network uh, page and various other things that just took up a lot of my time. Uh, it really came down to me only getting to watch one episodes per week after all, instead of binging it like. Um, I know you did, Kevin. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I f just finished it up yesterday or, or two days ago. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I was uh, – I, I think I'm with uh, uh, Barrett where um, I – and, and with Kevin, actually, because I was kind of disappointed it wasn't uh, gothic horror – vampires as as i was hoping with you know with christianity or catholicism or whatever fighting the evil vampires um but um and it was it definitely wasn't the the true grindhouse as as bliss was that was like like true cult classic uh, grindhouse vampire film um but it was more of like a yeah a mafia type show uh, a a family drama um as well as a a uh, um, not a family, but but a, a community drama between a group of I guess uh, minorities because they're vampires that are hidden from society, um, and so it, it was definitely not what I was expecting. In the first two episodes, I felt were kind of slow, um, not, and didn't really grab me but the last three to four episodes um definitely did pick it up and, and turned out to be a pretty solid tv show um and so yeah yeah it was okay it was pretty good um though the ending was was very uh unfortunate because i i felt even though barrett you said to me <laughs> offline you didn't bother you but it kind of uh has one of those cliffhangers like han solo being frozen and you have to wait three years to see if he if he's dead or not, that type of thing. So there's a cliffhanger in this one that we have to wait now until season two, whenever that comes. If uh, it comes. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it comes, yeah. I think, exactly. like, like you were saying, so I don't, as I said, it, 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 you're right, it was a slow start for me, too. But I think for me, my whole, my whole point was, oh, come on, this isn't, you know, supernatural. But then, you know, I... Like I, th I think you were right. By by episode three, I was really I was starting to get interested. I just I enjoyed it, but it was it's not one of those shows I'd watch again. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, at least, at least uh, I can see. Would you watch season two? Oh, I'll I'll start season two. If we're doing an episode on season two, then yeah, I'll watch it. But if I'm not doing an episode on season two, I'll watch the first couple shows just to see how it um, how it progresses. But if it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, I'll stop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, what would we call this? Would you call it a, I mean, we, we call it like a, a family drama, as I said, a community drama, uh, takes aspects of, of a mafia, uh, families type stuff. But uh, what else would you call it? I, I felt it was also maybe a coming of an age type of story. What do you think of that? Anyone agree with that? Well, there's aspects yeah. of that yeah. in there because you've got the girl who likes her first boyfriend. Right. Well, and also finding out who she is, right? I mean, prior to uh, the show, well, I mean... Didn't she always know that? Yeah, well, yeah, but, but well, she knew that her, her family was, I guess, vampiric, for sure. But unlike her family she was immune to the issues they had. Right. I mean, she can, she can still go out in the sun. She, well, she, right. She was, she and her brother were on medication. Yes. That's right. Father developed. So, I mean, she was taking that her whole life. So that's, so they knew that they were taking this medication so that they could live a normal life. Right. Right. And, and what we discover with that medication is it, as as we find out by her older brother, she has there's four siblings, and um, there's two younger siblings and two older siblings, and the two younger siblings, which is uh, Doanna uh, as the the youngest, and then um, I think I guess it's uh, I don't know was it Andre Andrea yeah Andrea. it was Andre yeah yeah he and he was the other he was the the second youngest after her. And what it was is they were taking medicine and they assumed that that medicine allowed them to live out in the sun and such. But Andrea discovers and he tells the secret to his, his sister, um, Dahana, that the medicine really doesn't do anything we were immune to the poison of the sun that you know vampires usually they burn and die from the sun so what we discover well, is the no, medicine wait a second it sounded like what he was saying to her to me was that the medicine didn't do anything right because he stopped taking it but she seems to be different than him yeah i mean she's i mean i don't know how far we want to get yeah do we want to say spoilers it's going to be hard not to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about anything. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Then spoiler it up. Um because first, you know, like um Barrett said that he said, Oh, I stopped taking it, you know, a while ago and I don't feel anything and she says, Oh, okay, so she stops taking it and, and she, she does. Still, <laughs> and she still can go out in the sun. Yeah. But other things are starting to Right. Change with her and she tries going back on the medication and it's not not working. Right. So the medicine for him 
seemed to do nothing, and he was immune to pretty much all vampire issues. But for her, the medicine uh, was actually preventing her urges to drink blood. Yep, exactly, yeah. And the problem also now is that could she still eat normal food because didn't she try drinking alcohol and throw up? That's a hard one because she might have thrown up anyway. <laughs> yeah, that could have been because she was just drunk as hell too. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that's see, that's just it. I I don't know if that was the case or not. Right. And I'm not yeah. sure if I remember her eating after you know, I'm a scene with her eating. Yeah, I after don't hear that. that. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but either way. Um, yeah, so this family, uh, last name is Radescu, um, which is a Romanian last name, even though they don't look um, Romanian. They look more like North African or Arabic folk, um, or at least half of them do. I mean, uh, actually, they could be gypsies, right? I mean, the Romani people. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, so so either That's way, they're... Eastern European. Yeah, yeah. So... Basically, it's a family that lives in Paris. Uh, so the Parisian people, they um, can't go out. The mother and the two older siblings can't go out. Uh, the two older siblings are kind of um, obnoxious, party, hedonist type. Uh, the mother's pretty straight-laced and very protective of the two younger children, trying to make sure that they take their medicine and are able to live a normal life without having to worry about vampirism. And then we also learn that the family is kind of either an outcast or whatnot from, I guess, the vampire community, because the vampire community, it's not large, but it's large enough. Um, basically, you have to be a member and you have to, you know, I don't know, give support or all this other crap. Who knows what, the, you know, the typical political crap. And they don't want to have anything to do with that family because the main thing is, is the husband who is not a vampire, he's out of the picture now, uh, was supposedly, was he, I think he was killed by the vampire. So they're pissed at the community because he, they, well, it's very vague. It's very vague yeah. about what has happened to him. But but the but the main thing is is that she's she wants gone. To keep, well, right, right. But the main reason she, the mother keeps the family away from the vampire community is because she wants to make sure her two youngest kids won't ever have to be part of it. That and I think she's trying to hold like the medicine secret. I don't think there's the vampire community at large is supposed to know about that like that seems a, like a secret you're right yeah because what happens is if the family is part of the vampire community like they're supposed to be then the children will be forced to do the vampire stuff so i think the medicine is being intentionally hidden more so because she doesn't want them, meaning the vampires, to force her to take her kids off that medicine. Yeah, and she doesn't want to be noticed by them at all. So, like, she doesn't want the older kids to go out. 
And I think one of the first conflicts is that they had gotten noticed or something like that. All right. Yeah, yeah, like the two older kids, they're kind of reckless. And I wouldn't call them kids. They're more adults, more adultish, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. But yeah. They're, yeah. they're just aren't her children. They, aren't they, um, well, the, the two older kids, they are half their, their, their father was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they were straight vampires, you know, to begin with. And... I don't remember what happened with their with their father, but um, I don't think we ever find out what happened to their father. Yeah, because and they're they, they're fairly old, aren't they? Comparatively. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they they look like they're in their late twenties type of, of folk, and they yeah, look but they definitely in look late twenties though. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like they're, over a hundred or something like that. The way it feels. Oh 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 well, they're they're all ancient because they're vampires; they don't die, but. But their looks, they look like they're like 28, 29 or something versus right. the other two who are, are teenagers. And, but uh, I think those other two are actual teenagers. I don't think yes. they're that old. Right. Whereas the other two are. They're, they're much older. Yeah. yeah. And the two, and I mean, the two older siblings, as far as I remember, I mean, they, they like their, well, actually, I mean, they like their, they like their younger siblings. They do. Um, but I think that they just, they're not, they never liked their father. And they don't like having to hide out. Right. <laughs> at all. Right. They want to make amends with the vampires. There, there is some kind of division too. Like it's not just that she doesn't want to be noticed there. They had a bad parting of ways with the vampire community. So, right. Right. Yeah, she, it, it, she was she was upset because she blamed them. She blamed the vampire community, I think, because um, either the death or at least the disappearance of her husband. And I think she was pretty upset with them to begin with. And then the disappearance of her husband for the mother was the last straw. And that's like the first thing we see, like the opening scene is them confronting each other. And that flashback. The flashback. Well, it was yeah. Well, it's not well, even it, it a flashback. Was, it's it's right. like the whole thing a period starts. Piece. It's a period piece. It's a period but piece from like the fifteen years ago. The thing starts with how the conflict. The, the the whole show starts with how the conflict started. And and right. you know and that's when she says you know I'm breaking off from the the tribe essentially, and right. so she decides I want to live on my own and I don't want to have anything to do with you. Right. Yeah, yeah, and she actually even uh, during to escape, she pulls the the curtains, the curtains, and and the uh, lead vampire, or, or if not the lead vampire, but the vampire that she's having to fight with, another woman uh, has her face burnt um, to disfigurement. Like yeah, a it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Cecilia Nemeth. Nemeth. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Exactly. I've got the IMDb thing in front of me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly who it is. Um, yeah, so that that's the the setup of why who they are as a family, why they're separated from the vampires, and whatnot. Um, the story mostly focuses around uh, the two youngest kids and the mother. 
and especially uh, the daughter, the youngest daughter, uh, Doina, who is is pretty much um, in the show the most, even though it is an ensemble cast of characters. Yeah, the, the first two episodes focus a lot on her. Yeah. Kind of breaks out a little further in, and it's a lot of her in school and stuff like that. Right, and I, I think it's intentional because her stop taking the pills is the reason the last four episodes all happened, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, all right, so let's uh, talk a little bit about some of the characters. Uh, let's talk about the three main characters, specifically our, our opinions on them. Uh, let's talk about um, Doina Radescu, uh, the, the daughter. Uh, what did you guys think of her uh, as a character? I, I do like to say that, that they did make her feel like she was just a regular teenager, generally. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was good, um, and um, I felt I felt that worked for the character. The actress uh, is probably an adult, meaning she's like eighteen or something, or maybe nineteen, but uh, she she fit the role of being you know a sixteen year old or seventeen year old girl. Like I think they were trying to have her be portrayed as. Um, so yeah, let's we'll start with you, Kevin. What, what did you think of her character, the lead, the lead character? Well, I mean, she's she's a, I mean, she's a teenage girl, so she's going through her, um, kind of your stereotypical teenager phase. She wants to be, she wants to start becoming her own person. She wants to start dating. I mean, she's she's got this uh, guy that she's really interested in. Um. You know, she's embarrassed by her mother. Um, you know, I mean, everything that's very stereotypical for a teenage girl. But then she also has to deal with the conflict that, oh, my goodness, I'm starting to drink blood now. And there's something weird about me that is unique to the vampire community. And I think she's trying to figure out, does she want to be normal or does she want to become part of the vampire community because more and more she's realizing she can't be both and I think she's also trying to find out what happened to her dad I don't re- overall I don't remember her annoying me I mean there are times you kind of sit there and think okay that was not a good decision but when you're a teenager you you, you know making bad decisions is kind of your M.O. I mean, hopefully she just learns from that. Right, right. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair point. I, I, she um, was not a negative influence type person. You know, she wasn't a bad seed bully type teenager. She's more just a, a regular teenager with that has to learn based off of mistakes and whatnot so I, I would agree with all that uh what about yourself Barrett? what do you what do you think of her um her character's okay i think she has the right amount of growth throughout the series um yeah, she's a teenager she's makes stupid mistakes and <laughs> that's what the whole show is about basically <laughs> yeah um 
All right, let's, let's go talk about the mother, because the mother is uh, obviously the the one that's trying to work between her uh, crazy kids and her younger kids, as well as the whole vampire issue, plus just regular society. Um, Kevin, what did you think of the mother character? I liked the mother character. Because I understood why she was doing what she was doing. I saw her truly struggle to try to keep her family together. And it's obvious that she loves her kids. Um, you know, individually, you know, equally. Obviously, the daughter got more attention because she was going through a few things that no one was really sure well, no one said no one should. She, the daughter, was going through things that had not been gone through before by the vampire community. She was trying to do stuff. She was trying to. Act, she was trying to get her keep her child normal. She did not want her her daughter to have the life that uh, she had. She wanted her to be, you know, free from the curse. And so that's why they were at loggerheads a few times just because the daughter was still trying to figure it out but but there was there was never a doubt that the the mother didn't love her 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 kids i mean it was obvious that she loved them and she was doing well she pretty much she came pretty close to sacrificing her life for him and if they didn't catch her, if they didn't get her in time, she would have sacrificed her life for him. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, yeah, I would agree. I, I think her, she was a selfless, she was my favorite character, probably. Mine, too. Uh, my, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. She was my favorite character. And, I mean, how many mothers would uh, you see walking through school in a, uh, in a, in a onesie pajama? <laughs> With the right. with a, you know like an animal thing with the hood on top and all that and she walked through, people were looking at her laughing and she did not care. I'm like, I like this woman. Yeah, yeah, she was very protective of her, her kids. She wanted to have. She was the type of parent that wants to have, see her children um, have a better life than she had. Um, she definitely wanted them to live a normal life. Uh, and not stick out, um, and you know, in this day and age, you know, diversity is supposed to be um, cherished rather than the melting pot. But uh, she's definitely—I mean, this is a different country. So this country here, and Paris is, is a more interesting than the United States because they don't do um, um, census down over there, and. And everybody is just listed as French, so it's not even like England where you're British, but if you're a Jamaican British, you're still you're called British, but you're not called English. While if you're a true English person, you're called English in Britain and whatnot. Uh, in Paris, in France, they call you French no matter what your ethnic or racial heritage is. So. Um, I think she really was into the mother was really into the uh, the melting pot of the French society and wanted her kids to be just regular people and not uh, differentiated from the majority. And 
um, I, I kind of like that because I, I felt that obviously the thing that causes a lot of problems, specifically for younger people, never mind older folks, is um, being pointed out as different or whatever. And obviously, this is more different than heritage or religion. This is this is something where you know you have a strong urge to rip people's throats out. So obviously she didn't want her, her children to have to go and live that type of life. So I felt that was a, a true uh, heroic uh, feeling that she, or, or, or she, she was a heroic character in a sense, I felt. Um, now Barrett, you, you, you felt the same in the sense that you liked her the best as well. Yeah, I thought her character, like you said, was very heroic. I thought she just, you know, she was trying to make sure her kids stayed stayed safe, and she did the best she could. Um, and then when things got bad, she still did the best she could, and she became, like, very political when she needed to. She just did whatever she had to do to protect her children. And her character is just probably the most impressive character in the in the show. Yep, yep. Because she did it without, like, any evil intent, whereas there's <laughs> some of the siblings I'm not so sure about. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the siblings in particular. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just group the last three siblings together. Um, the youngest son, Andrea, as well as the two older siblings. Uh, what about yourself, Kevin? What do you think of those characters? Troublemakers. All of them? <laughs> even Andrea? He was the biggest troublemaker of them all. He caused lots of problems. Yeah, Sorry. that's true. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I just, I'm, I'm just thinking of, I mean, the daughter was kind of, she was kind of there. I mean, the older daughter. She was kind of there. She was okay. But she was, I don't know. To me, I just kind of felt indifferent. It was the brother that he was the one causing, well, I wouldn't say he was the one always causing trouble, but he was, he was a troublemaker. And, you know, we find out at the end something really bad about him. We won't get to that one yet, but, uh, and it's like one minute he says, hey, we're family, we're in this together, but then the next minute it almost feels like he'd throw him under the bus if he had to. Yep. The problem is we don't know, that scene you're talking about at the end, we don't know if maybe it was for a good reason or not. <laughs> well, the way he was treating them was... Yeah, but we don't know how bad he was, you know, why he was doing that, because he does say, I'm, you know, he was trying to protect them. Well... How many times, well, how many people who get kidnapped, and spoiler, how many people who get kidnapped saying, oh, I'm only doing this for your own good? Yeah, I know, but we're, I don't know, we're talking about a little bit different society here, so I don't oh, know. I know, I know, it's just, I just <laughs> have to, yeah, I'm, I just, the, the brother just was trouble for me. Yeah. You know, like one minute he seems like he does like a really good thing and then the next minute he just blows everything up. And I, I don't know. I just 
I was His not motivations ha- are really hard to distinguish in this. Well, my whole thought for him was what's in it for him. I don't know. He even seemed more chaotic than that to me. He just seemed to do different things at different times. I never knew what he was going to do. That is true. It's, it's hard to, like I said, he was, yeah, chaotic. You said he was chaotic and it was hard to, hard to pin him down, but he just always seemed to be getting into trouble. Yeah. Or getting everybody. Getting others into trouble. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't fond of him. Uh, what about you, uh, Bear? What did you think of the, these three siblings? I, I thought the um, older sister was pretty understated, so she's kind of in the background. Um, I think the there's one thing she does, which is get Doina to go with them to hunt at in the beginning area of the show, in the beginning yep. of the show. Um, that's about the most significant thing she does that affects things. I think. Um, other than that, she's just kind of there. She's loyal, though. She's loyal to her family. Very loyal to her family. Um, the older brother, like I said, while Kevin was talking and I was interrupting him, he's just kind of chaotic. And then Andrea really wants to know about his father and gets himself into a lot of problems because of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I uh, it was interesting because they set up the two older siblings as like hedonist rebels, uh, loose cannons, um, almost almost uh, anti-social personality disorders, whatever you you know, typical um, crazies. Um, but as as the show goes, the like you said, the the sister kind of fades into the background and actually kind of um is is more more um i guess stable than, than than she was portrayed at the beginning and the older brother actually yeah he, he's pretty nuts but th- there's a second twist that th- that happens at the end that may turn out that he wasn't actually nuts and he was actually protecting everybody um so we'll, we'll probably discuss that in a little bit too uh and then yeah the younger brother um he was definitely a troublemaker but i, I think he was more of a troublemaker because he was more like you know the 17 year old kid that wants to find a girl find a party find you know that type of stuff it, it, it wasn't really a malevolent troublemaker, a nefarious troublemaker, I felt. Well, he and just... he wasn't having, he wasn't going through the same issues that Doina was, so he was more normal. Yeah. So yeah. he was able to live more like a human. Yeah. So he was more able to get into bad situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so... Um, I guess what brings them back into the focus or, or what my phrase uh, makes them become targets of the v- vampire community again, specifically Cecilia ne- Nemeth. 
who I guess we could say is probably the ultimately the the antagonist of the of the show. Um, what was it that that brought them to the attention again? Because again, eventually Cecilia was gonna be was always looking out to find them anyway because she wanted vengeance. Plus, they weren't part of the community and they were supposed to, and all this other stuff. So it was really mostly you know I want to find them and then we can do as as Kevin kind of made uh, a note of like a mafia hit and and bring them in for for trial or or a hit. I don't uh, know that she wanted to kill them. I think she wanted control. Yeah. I mean, they knew where they were. Or did they know where they were living? I, don't I think they didn't know exactly where they were living, but she always wanted to control them and that was her whole purpose in the beginning. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was like I'm trying to break away from the mafia family. Uh, but in actually, yeah, I mean, mafia family, the tribe, but I mean, as far as I remember, the whole thing started because the mother was upset with Nemeth because she, the mother thought that there was, that they, that the, the vampire community knew what happened with her husband. They said they didn't have anything to do with it. She said, you know, you were always against me marrying, you know, someone, not one of us. And, you know, it's like, where is my husband? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking to, you know, and then they get into a fight. And then that's when, uh, I mean, that the, the husband was the, you know, the father of uh, Doina and um, what's his, what, the, the other brother? Andrea. 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 You know, those two, the Doina and Andrea, those, you know, she's pretty much just said, where's my husband and leave my kids alone. And that's about the extent of it. You know, and after that, she didn't want to have anything to do with it. Because this was a little bit like a mafia family, because, I mean, at least underground, because, I mean, at one point, they did end up getting the fake ID for Doina, um, yep. because she needed that so she can take her tests at school. And it's like they didn't have one. And then they, uh, so Doina actually goes through the vampire community and gets gets one from there. And that's when the mother was, I, I, we're jumping around a little bit, but, you know, the mother wasn't too happy about that. Well, that's how they, she first gets mad at the two older ones, right? Because aren't they looking for IDs in the very beginning? They're trying I, to get some IDs and then they get, no, she's like, you're going to get noticed by them by doing that. Now we're going to be found out. Right, right. Yeah, well, that, that's the yeah. You know, again, we, we we can jump around because uh, there's no reason to to go point you know scene by scene by scene by scene. So it's really a more of a review and a discussion of, of the show. So don't worry, Kevin. Um, also, um, yeah, it, well, it's it's a perfect example that Kevin or reference that Kevin made, which is um, yeah, you have basically the family, which is Cecilia. Nemeth and, and the vampire community around her. And then you have the uh, Redescues who want to uh, leave the family, basically. Um, and of course, in the mob, you can't just do that. You're, once you're a member of the family, you're a member of the family forever. Only way and, out is feet first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so that's a problem. And then, of course, regular people, 
you know, the the, the co-students of uh, Donia and any any anybody else for that matter, you know, just people, the pizza guy, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're considered, um, uh, what, what are the, what's the mob c- call people that aren't part of the mob? They call them uh, civilians. And so the civilians, so you have, you have the f- fact that you don't want to be caught by the civilians, meaning caught, meaning identified as supernatural or, uh, you know, for a better, no better term I can, that I can think of, you know, uh, being vampires. And then you also want to make sure you aren't not- caught or, or seen by the family, so to speak, that is after you because they want to pull you back in because you you left. And then, of course, you have a personal vendetta by Cecilia herself, who's still uh, very upset and wants vengeance for her uh, face scar that was caused by uh, the mother, um, Martha Redescu, who... Um, yeah, as we discussed the very first scene of the, the show uh, or the series or the season or whatever you want to call it. Um, now, uh, let's see. What what do we want to talk about uh, next? Uh, so we've we got a general idea of the, the characters, uh, specifically the Redescu family. Um, what, one, one thing we do know, uh, let's talk about the disease itself, the, the father that is only spoken of. And then um, the doctor, the woman doctor that they bring in. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. So the father, who isn't in the in the show, at least most of the show, and is only spoken of because he's supposedly dead or disappeared or whatever, um, was supposedly um, straight human with no vampirism, and he was trying to find a cure he was a doctor himself and he was trying to find a cure at least that's what we're told right yeah yep yes all right and then the there's the this blonde woman who's a who's a doctor that used to i guess work with the father and so um martha the mother vampire wants to get help from her to see if that woman can somehow get a medicine that will once again work to help her daughter Diona uh, because now as, as Kevin you mentioned the medicine doesn't work anymore since she's gotten off it getting back on it it didn't help uh, so that's that's kind of what it is and we learn that it's a genetic thing or something and it, and it passes from generation to generation it's been around for about 500 years so since the I guess the dark ages um, and whatnot then we have Ladislas Nemeth who is the son of Cecilia Nemeth and there's kind of a a uh, Romeo and Juliet thing going on here with him and uh, Danae right did you guys feel that well I don't know if I go and say Romeo and Juliet but there was definitely an interest there, but you don't know if, I mean, first he, he befriended her and I think he wasn't trying to get her back into, I can't remember if he was trying to get her back into the family. I think he just really liked her and just wanted to be nice to her. 
Um, but he, because I mean, he, there are times where they would just sit down and talk with each other, and um, I mean, yeah, at the end they they did have a, a tryst. I, uh, I think she's a conflict for him. Like, I think he wants to do what he's supposed to for the family, but he also um, is very interested in her and likes her a lot. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but then at the same time, though, he was making out with one of uh, one of Doina's, um I wouldn't call her uh, uh, acquaintances. I wouldn't call her a friend because this is the woman that was really jealous of the, the girl. This, this is the girl that was really jealous of uh, Doina. Yeah, the green haired girl, right? The she Asian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. I don't. I don't remember her name, but she was the one who uh, was really upset because I think she really liked the boy that Doina liked. And uh, I don't so know why he, she liked him. I didn't. He was my least favorite character. <laughs> he was. I, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, it's not like he was. A, well, he wasn't a jerk. He was. There a were guy times I, when he was kind of a jerk to her. Like, yelling at her and stuff. I don't know. There were some scenes where I was like, what? Yeah, well, I don't know. If somebody bit me and drank my blood, I wouldn't exactly be that fond of her either. But, <laughs> you know, and kind of wonder, like, okay, what is wrong with... Well, the thing with, with Dwayne was, one minute she's all into him, and then she bites him, and then she completely avoids him. So, I mean, if I was, I mean, Naser gets to the point where he is trying to find out where she lives and he is trying to, he's trying to find her because he really likes her. Okay. And I think he's just irritated with her because she's kind of dangling him on a string. Like one minute, I like you next minute. Oh, I'm avoiding you. One minute. I like you next minute. I'm avoiding you. And I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just got kind of gets to the point where you're better off just saying, "Oh, just just go away." But I'm 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 not a teenager anymore, so I'd have been okay if his character went away. I, I didn't need it in the show, to be honest. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because one minute she says to him, "Oh, I'm going to run away." Joyna says to to Nacer, "Okay, you know, we'll be together." You know, I really love you. And then the next minute, like, well, not the next minute, like a couple scenes later, she outright has sex with Ladislas. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, well, I wonder if that's going to, I wonder if she and Nacer is going to happen anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but uh, I, I completely lost where I was going with this. Well, I'll tell you what, Kevin. Um, the, you know, when she had the one night stand with Ladislas, I think it was more of obviously she had a sexual attraction to him. Um, yes. But um, also it was almost like a thank you to go along with her just her just uh, teenage lust uh, for him helping out her and his family uh, when he kind of betrayed his own mother um, to do so. So he and she he did say he was leaving and he didn't know where he was going to go you know he was going to go to a different country or whatever so i i kind of knew and she knew that this was only a one night stand anyway and i still think her her true heart was with 
um, the, the the high school kid, um, and and so she was gonna, ultimately going to go back to him again anyway. Um, now, obviously, Barrett, your issue with that is what did she find in him that was attractive? Meaning the, the yeah, Ligua. <laughs> he okay, just didn't well, seem that likable. <laughs> right. His character bugged me. Yeah, I, I didn't like him the first couple episodes, but by the end of the show, I kind of did like him a bit. I mean, obviously, Kevin had a good point, which is at a certain point, he, he should have just said, fuck this, excuse my language, uh, F this, and, and you know, just find another girl that isn't a pain in the ass. Yeah. And when you say a pain in the ass, I mean wishy-washy, uh, leading you on, but then not wanting anything to do with you the next day. Because, you know, no one needs to do that no matter what gender you are. Um, if you're interested in someone and they're pulling your chains, it's like you're drinking just your blood time. one day, not talking to you the next. Right. Well, the thing is, is though, is that I can understand why Dwayne did it because she was afraid she'd hurt him. You know, because yeah. of his family and everything. So I, I don't blame Dwayne because she put herself into a situation where she realized... The only, I mean, the, I don't want to expose what my family is. I don't want to expose my community, you know, even though I'm not really a part of it, but I don't want to expose the vampire community to this, to, you know, to an outsider. Okay, I really like this guy. Oh, crap, I just drank his blood. Like, I bit him. And so she figured, like, the best way to protect him and to protect the community was to avoid him, you know? And so I can, I understand. And so I, like I said, I understand why she did it. Um, and it's hard. I mean, it would be hard for the, for Nacer just because he has no clue. I mean, he kind of, he, he figures it out later, but he has no clue what is going on with all of this. And yeah, it's, uh, Naser didn't bother me. I'm sorry. Naser really didn't bother me. I, I understood things from his point of view, and you know, right? Well, my no, my and, problem. And, oh, sorry. I was going to say my problem with him is just that I feel like if his, if his character wasn't in there, we wouldn't have lost anything. Well, yeah, it, it was just it was a sub it was a subplot. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was a subplot because part, again, like I said. The, this also was a, a coming of age. Yeah, I was trying to show that teen thing and all that. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I just, so you kind of needed that for the, the coming of age teen thing. But at the same time, you know, like Barrett said, if he left, you know, it, it wouldn't well, it wouldn't be that much of a detriment. Well, I'll yeah. tell you why, why it was important. Uh, be, it was because, uh, again, it's it's the vampire life versus the regular life. Right. And, and he was the regular life and the high school students that she hung out with, um, were the regular life. So that was a main focus, especially for the first two episodes of the, the show. And, uh, since it was an important subplot to her as a character, especially, uh, Nacer, um, he, continued throughout the film or I should say the series because for example um, he takes the family dog 
after the family dog uh, is bitten by uh, the 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 old the sister because at that point they lost their um, they lost their blood, blood supply. Blood supply. Yeah, blood, yeah. they lost their blood <laughs> she supply. Was so they attacked the dog, and so uh, Nacer um, is given the dog by Diona, um, you know, to protect the dog from being that, killed. Now that is a good point because that actually is important because you see how their blood supply—they can't show themselves, and getting blood isn't that easy because they can't just go gnawing on whoever they want to. So, right. so you make well, a good point there. Yeah, and and originally they were they were working at the butcher shop because they were able to drink the blood from the butcher shop, but then they get fired, um, and and partly because the mother was saying that they were being too stupid, which they kind of were. Uh, the way they you know they're having sex in the in the the uh, the meat meat uh, whatever you call it the, the refrigerator the meat refrigerator and all the other stuff. Um, also. Um, then uh, Nasser begins looking for the house because, as as Kevin mentioned, and you do too, Barry, uh, he has no idea what's going on and why she's acting this way. So it's almost like a mystery where he's almost like the cipher for the TV audience, uh, even though we we know more than he does. You know, he's the every man that's seeing their life from the civilian side and he, you know, he even talks to his friend and he says, you know, do you know where she lives? And they go, no, I have no idea where she lives. She just lives somewhere near the corner of, you know, two roads. I need her there. So he's beginning to figure out that there's something more about her than just, um, being, I guess, uh, secretive. Um, and so I, I guess, you know, that, so it was a subplot, but, um, it doesn't really go anywhere except to the end where, where it appears that she's going to get back with him near the end of this, this first season. But again, m- mainly, I think it was part of the coming of age thing. Cause I think this show was interesting in the sense that it was two different stories because three, two to two and a half to three episodes focused on the coming in age and then the other three focus on the war between uh, the, the two families, uh, the Nemeths and the Redescues. Yep. Um, so uh, let's uh, talk about, um, uh, I guess, Cecilia Nemeth. Um Basically, she wants to become the head vampire, right? I mean, even right. though there's a there's what what we call, um, I guess, an elder. The elder kind of is like out of the picture; doesn't really care. Is almost like retired, but then is brought back in by the Redescues to try to make peace. Well, I feel like there's like a council of elders. Almost, you know, somebody elsewhere, a group elsewhere, and she's like one of them and comes there to do what you're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and, but the thing is, is I I think what it is, is that she must represent the Parisian. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Right. And she's really old. Yeah. So Cecilia, it it seems like she's 
probably one of the originals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they give you they give you the backstory of how they actually came to be was during the play. It was essentially evolution, where during the plague everybody was dying, but then all of a sudden this small group of people evolved to where they didn't need they could survive the plague, but they could only drink blood and they couldn't be in the sun. Right. And the thing is, is that the, and they said, oh yeah, we've been around since like the 1500s or whatever, but everybody in there, it's obvious that they weren't there since the 1500s. I mean, they've been around for a few hundred years, but they finally introduced this one elder woman and she's actually confesses to Doina. She's like, I remember when I saw the sun or I've actually right. seen the sun, which tells you that she is one of, she's probably either one of or last of the originals. Right. Right. Yeah. That she actually didn't have the disease at one point. She was actually a regular person at one point. Right. Well, and it's interesting because, um, you just, ah, I lost my train of thought. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, anyway, uh, I wanted to bring up something, which is basically Cecilia is the de facto head of the Parisian vampires. And when the elder comes back, she kind of becomes second fiddle. And basically what we're, we're, we're here to understand or, or kind of alluded to understand is that Cecilia wants to be the head vampire of the, the Parisian area. And the only thing that is preventing that is this elder who's um, the only person between her and, and saying, I'm, I'm the boss of Paris, basically, or, or the French vampires or whatever this group is. Um, and, and so, so that, that, that's one thing of note. So, so she's kind of more than just wants vengeance and a strict, um, I guess, society of vampires. She also wants power too. Well, and it's interesting because the, the society of vampires seems a lot more precarious than you would expect for a long lived race. Explain. You would expect that because they have so much time that they would be able to have more money, more this, more that. But they seem to have to be very low key and have to very much protect themselves even more than I would have expected. So their position just seems more precarious than I would have expected in the show. Yeah. They don't seem to be dealing from a position of strength. Right, right. Yeah, so it's not like, like... For example, uh, Count Dracula, who has a castle, um, you know, he has people come in like Harker to to do his books, plans to move to, to England, pretends he's a businessman, all this other stuff. You're right. These people here, these vampires here are more uh, hidden from society. They're not even like, yeah, they're not working, you know, the night shift at the local funeral parlor or, or convenience store. They're, they're doing nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that, that's they a definitely point. party and dress like they're. Uh... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're definitely. 
I guess they. I don't know what it is because they're not really gothy. Some of them are, and some some of them are gothy. Some of them are biker like. Some of them are rapper like. Some of, you know what I'm saying. Basically, think of any um, counterculture way of dress or acting, and these vampires are have adopted all of them. Well, licentious. I mean, they have a. They. I mean, their parties were rather licentious. Um. I mean, that. Yeah, I I think they were even trying to put drug. Weren't they trying to put some sort of drugs or alcohol into the blood too, to kind of enhance the? uh, Are they trying to put? I can't remember what it was. They tried to put something into the blood. Yeah, they're definitely trying to get a high. Yeah, to try to get a high off of it. Um. You know, and it was it was almost like anything goes uh, yeah. at these parties, you know. And I just, it's like, all right, well, okay. And then, you know, and then the mother comes out uh, and kind of, uh, what was it? Martha comes out with Celia with that dance thinking, wow, they really know how to make up. Uh, <laughs> You know, thinking, okay, you know, from one minute you burn my face to a, a rather sultry dance like that. Uh, wow. Okay, yeah. I, I felt a little uncomfortable with that part, but... Um, yeah, but that, that was very short-lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about what sets it all off, because oddly, even even if Cecilia was planning to eventually you know, do the power grab and probably execute anybody and everybody that was against her. It ha- something happens way before that that breaks the peace. And basically, um, the elder wants to have talk to Diona alone. And it, it was a very odd scene because it was almost like like pedophilia. It really yeah, felt weird. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it wasn't it didn't feel it was. I mean, she was the the I mean the old the, the elder was reaching what was it reaching up her skirt or something like yeah. that or trying to take her pants off, take take clothes take her clothes off or whatever. And it wasn't a scientific type of thing. It's she was trying to Definitely sexually molest her, and you know, and and she ends up, and uh, Diona ends up, or Doina, whatever, ends up wounding her, and I think that's when Celia used that as an opportunity mm-hmm. to kill her, kill the elder, so that she can, she and her boyfriend or whatever can take power. And, and well, she's not going to outright kill her. Well, she's going to let her die. Well, no, she killed her. She, she, she's... You guys are uh-huh. jumping ahead. But what happens is she uses Diana's stabbing in what appears to be a, a mortal wound to the elder as the um, spark to, to do her vengeance. Yep. On yep. Radescu family, right? Because yes, prior yep. to that, the peace was technically made 
and she, Cecilia, was forced to accept the Radescu's without any points of, of, of note that she wanted added. And, and it was like, nope, you just have to accept them. And so when the elder gets stabbed because Deleona doesn't want to be basically uh, sexually assaulted by the elder, when she stabs the elder and then the Radescu's all flee the house because they got to cover up that they were the ones that did it, Cecilia immediately uses that as whether or not she cares about the elder, she immediately uses that as, all right, we have to get find the Radescu's and take them all out. They just attacked and killed the, the elder. And really what it was, it was really just a power grab. And then later, Kevin, this is where you're right, and technically you are too, Barrett, is when the Radescu's are brought back and they find that Diona's blood is the only blood that will save the elder. Cecilia panics because she's about to find out that she's not going to be able to get the power that she wants because the elder is going to be saved. That's when she decides to kill the elder. Got it, got it, got it. Yep, now I remember. Yeah, and that's (laughs) where she does the coup, the real coup, which is to take out everybody, including the elder. But um, there's a big scene that happens before that, which is when everybody, the Radescu's flee after the stabbing of the elder, to say, you know, they, the mother, Martha, gets caught by Cecilia, and Cecilia basically executes the mother. So we see, we we think, and at she least puts Cecilia, her into the sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. So Cecilia thinks she kills her as well. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a heinous scene, too. Sure was. Um. Now, Kevin, you remember all this, right? Yeah. We were just at two different points. We were both yeah. thinking of two different points. Well, I, I was, actually, I think what happened was, see, what I thought happened, okay, yeah, what happened was is that that uh, Doina stabs the elder. They they think at first that she's dead, so that so then they, so then the mother pretty much shoves the kids away, takes the blame for it, you know, and then they pretty much strip her down and throw her out into the throw the mother out into the sunlight so she burns and then um you know and then she goes and then they they manage to get her back into the hospital using their doc using the father's partner's influence they bring her back and then they well, Andrea has found just yeah that. and then um I think it was Andrea pretty much says you cure my mother or else we'll kill you and so she's trying all these different things until that's when Duena remembers something that um, Ladislaus said that sometimes vampire blood can can help heal. And they were trying that; it wasn't working. And so she gave her own blood to her mother, which regenerated the mother and brought her back. And that's when the uh, that's when Celia Ned Nemeth Nemeth. Um, realizes, oh, hey, if her blood can do this for me, oh wow, she can heal my face. She can, she can keep us going for much longer. She's our source of real power and strength. And so, 
you know, they try to get her to come in, even though they uh, they try to pin the death on her, uh, death of the elder on on the on the family essentially. And then, right, right. and then, well, she uses yeah. the mother, right? She blames it on the mother, and that's why she executes her. Yeah. Right. Well, they yeah, also yeah. say that the mother. They also said that. Oh yeah. Well, the mother's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the mother comes back healed. And they're like, whoa, okay, something. And so that's when the rest of the community stops trusting, like, almost all of the vampire community, except for, like, maybe one or two, stops trusting Celia Nemeth, and they have their own little rebellion. Yeah, basically all-out war starts. They have a coup. Well, it's not really an all-out war, because... Well, there's a big thing that occurs, though, which is um, Celia gets... Diona to come back because Diona claims that we can save the elder from her mortal wounds. I can say bring her back, even though you know because of my blood it brought my mother back. And what happens is is that when she's about to save the elder, this is where you were talking about earlier, Kevin. Cecilia then uses that opportunity to kill the elder. And then she and her henchmen attack and and almost kill Diona. Yeah, they're start, feeding right? on her. <laughs> yeah, and that's when she gets her face healed. And then she plans to blame uh, the murder, the, the real murder, this time the actual death of the elder, on the Redescues again. And then this is where she can clean house and, and take command. And then... Um, that's when the rebellion occurs because they find find out uh, other vampires begin to find out that Cecilia actually was the one that killed the elder. Right. And it wasn't uh, Diona. Diona was actually trying to bring her back. Right. Um, yeah. So that that was um, the that was the kind of surprising. I don't, I don't know because I wasn't expecting. I, I I mean I still don't know what to to feel about all that because. The elder was a sexual pervert, so her bringing her back would have been kind of gross. And then Cecilia could have, you know, kept her her power and her status, but her own megalomaniac and narcissism caused her to basically. Uh, screw up and, mm-hmm. and you know, and bring out her true colors, which is that she was just a pure evil person or, or a vampire. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, then the whole war occurs and, and, and whatnot. Um, I forget how Cecilia dies, too. I, I, did, did she? Oh, that's right. They ripped the, the shades. Oh, no. Cecilia died because the didn't the building they were in catch on fire? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they lit they, the floor on fire. Yeah, yeah they, they lit it on fire, and they essentially locked her in. Yeah, exactly. And they ripped down, like, uh, shades and stuff so that she couldn't leave the room because then right, she would have just yeah. burned the sun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so they decided to take vengeance on her um, uh, rather than the Radescu's. They decided to say, you know what, let's just end it here and, and be done with it. Um now, now there was the big twist 
at the end because we, we have Andrea still out and about, right? And he gets a, uh, a lead from his father's partner, the, the blonde doctor, the woman. And, and then he falls these leads, right? And then, he, and then he finds out that his father's still alive. Well, remember, okay, first off, the partner, she's being forced to stay there by the older brother. He's the one that right. says, I'll kill you if you don't heal our mother. Now, right. she disappears, supposedly, at some point. He tells Andrea that she's just left. Right. So isn't Andrea at one point looking for her? Yeah, that's what it is, right. And he's suspicious, and finally he comes back to the house. And he comes to that room right. where she's chained up, right? Because the older brother has chained her, hasn't he? Yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. Right, right. And then he frees her or something. Or something. And then, but he gets a lead about the, the father. From yeah, her, yeah. Right? And it makes right? him suspicious of his brother, right? Somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he follows the lead. And basically it leads to this, this uh, abandoned room or building or something. I forget exactly. And he breaks in and he finds his father chained to like like one of those old uh uh heaters from you know the built you know the the curly ones that shoot out steam or something and he's locked in that room and um he's gonna free his father because again he was told that his father was trying to find a cure for the vampirism and then someone possibly cecilia or someone else took the father out and then as he's trying to free the father his brother the older brother that 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 was you know we we thought was a psychopath comes in to stop him from freeing his father and he goes nuts and it looks like he's going to kill Andrea, but then Andrea stabs him with a, a, a stake that was uh, like a pencil or something, like something like that. And his brother dies. Yeah, he dies. And then he finally frees his father. And then we find out that his father isn't a doctor that was trying to heal vampirism. We find out that his, his father wanted to become a vampire and become like this evil megalomaniac. And that the brother who we thought was the psychopath and another antagonist in the show was actually, um, keeping the father prisoner so his father the father wouldn't go off and become that megalomaniac psychopath vampire at least that's what i got out of it that's what i got out of it too yeah me too yeah <laughs> and so yeah so i, I you know what the, i think the brothers the psycho brother's biggest fault was not killing the father that's what yes. he probably should have done yep um, so, Diana and Andrea, or Andre, were living a lie in the sense that they thought their father was a normal human that was trying to 
stop or cure vampirism when in fact he was experimenting on it to be um, turn people into vampires and, and become a megalomaniac and all that. Now the, the question is the blonde doctor, the blonde woman that was his partner, was she on in in on it too? And we don't know because we don't. Did they even really show us what exactly happens to her in the end? Because I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. If, if that, I don't think they did. I don't think they showed what happened to her. I mean, we yeah. know she was a prisoner, but they didn't like give us anything more than that. Right. Yeah. So if 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 my guess is that she's still alive, and then if the father is now going to be an important antagonist for season two, I assume that she'll play a major role because he will, you know, find her again. And then the two of them will be back together. But the question is, is she evil psycho like the father or will she be the one that will try to stop him? I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that's an assumption, right? I mean, yeah. We have no idea. Uh, Cause we never really t- explain whether or not, she was part of the deal or not because the twist was, was sudden and unexpected, I would say, because we, first of all, you didn't even know he was alive. And then second of all, he's the complete opposite of what we were told. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's where the cliffhanger is. And, um, if they pick it up where it ends this season, it'll be with, the Andre in the room cowering with his father going nuts. Um, and we'll see what happens from there. And then, uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll see what happens with the rest of the family after that. But obviously that's going to be the, probably the main storyline next season. If there is a next season. Um, all right. So, uh, any other scenes or characters that we missed that we wanted to bring up anything? There is one scene that we did not bring up that I think is probably one of the more, uh, larger scenes from early on when he is, he goes to the train. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's a pretty heinous scene. Yeah. Where he goes into the box car and he gets fed on. Yeah. Andrea gets fed on by two crazy vampires. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're kind of, Related to Cecilia's army, right? Yeah, and isn't he tricked to go there? Somebody sends him there. Yeah, actually, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, Ladis, Ladislas that, that tricked I, him to go there. Yeah, I think so. I think it was Ladislas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at this point, this is still episode two, I think. Yeah. So, so he wants Doina, and he doesn't care about the brother. Right, exactly. Yeah, so now, at that point, Ladislaus is still kind of part of the bad guys and still, part, you know, following his mother um, A to Z compared to, you know, near the end when, when he is disillusioned when he finds out his mother's an evil person. Um, yeah, so that scene was pretty, pretty. I actually thought he was dead. I was shocked. I did too. I was surprised he, he lived. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a great cliffhanger for for the end of the episode. That's for sure. Yeah, and especially by that point of the of the show, because it moved so slowly, and then all of a sudden that happens. I mean, that was very sudden. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. kind of hooked me into watching the rest. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll give them credit that the cliffhangers for each episode were pretty solid because, like, even if episode one was kind of slow and trying to build up who these characters are, the that cliffhanger ends where the daughter Diana bites her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah. And so that that was a, a pretty good cliffhanger. And then this episode two cliffhanger was was the Andre looking like he just got slotted by vampires. And then I forget what the other ones were. I, I know one of them was when the mother is thrown out naked into the light and is almost dead. That was a good cliffhanger. Um, so, yeah, so they had some pretty damn good cliffhanger. Even if the episode was a slow episode, um, it the, the endings were all solid, for sure, the last five minutes of each episode. Um yeah, yeah. Also, also, there was another cool scene too with Ladislaus too. When when he's with when he when we he first is introduced to Diona, and he he wakes her up and and whatever, and they're in the couch, um, and she said he says uh, you can either stay here with me, or you can go. I recommend that you stay here with me, and yeah. <laughs> and so he he unties her. And lets her go, and you know, obviously, her first thought is, "Well, I'm now untied. I can get the hell out of here." She bolts, and we find out why he says, "You should have stayed here with me," because he wasn't going to hurt her while the people outside that were waiting for her were Cecilia's uh, goons. Right? He is my second favorite character, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He was after the mom. He was my favorite character after her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because his motives weren't always clear. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think his motives were all sorts of things. It was like, yeah, you know, he had he was had the hots for this chick, and then he knew things were morally right or morally wrong, or he just wanted to have a high. Yeah, you know, so everything it, it just depended on the moment, and his character was very, um, yeah, as you said. Uh, um, he just didn't know which way he was going to go. And I kind of like another scene too. He got captured and put in a cage. Yeah, that's right. By the Radescus. Yeah. As a bartering chip. Yeah, that's right. And then there was another great scene, a couple other great scenes with him too, where he lets them escape after, um, Diana stabs the elder and because, you know, they walk right into him and it's like, Oh shit, it's going to, you know, take him out or or what and instead he lets him go and then another good scene too is when his mother was making sure that he was still on her side and and he's talking yeah he goes yeah you know you know i'm home and all this other stuff um but you know later on when when she becomes a psychopath he he has to break you know because he's not going to follow the the sins of his mother and, and become dead too basically um so yeah, yeah, he was a pretty awesome character actually. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that actor uh, actually um, lived in in Quebec for a long time before moving back to France. He was from France, moved to Quebec, and was up there for a good many years, and then then went back to Paris, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Anything else anybody wanted to bring up? All right, I guess uh, that's pretty much it then. Uh, so uh, I guess we can give our final thoughts on uh, 
the TV show. Um, so uh, we'll do you know do a regular round table, discuss our final thoughts and uh, what we think is going to happen in season two, uh, if there is a season two. So uh, let's we'll start with you, uh, Barrett. Um, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, like I said, it's a little slow in the beginning, but I think it, it makes up for it in the end. And some of that in the beginning is just set up. Um, I think that where we're going to end up in the next season is nowhere where we think it's going to be. <laughs> They've uh, thrown us for a loop a couple times in the first season, so I'm not sure what to expect in the second about who and what the father is. Um, the show is worth worth seeing at least once, I think. Um, I'm not sure I'd watch it again. I don't really need to. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I recommend it. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely not what I was expecting. Um, again, I was expecting bliss, um, <laughs> but in TV format for six episodes, but it it wasn't at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty solid. Uh, again, the cliffhangers uh, kept you interested in in going to the next episode, even if that if an episode was weak or not. Uh, some of the storylines were better than others. Um, they did have a, a few interesting, um, I guess, uh, surprises and twists and uh, things that we weren't expecting to happen that did happen. And uh, generally, the characters grew on you, uh, especially a handful of them. And um, the villain, uh, she she was pretty solid uh, at the end. Um, more of a, a person for opportunity rather than megalo- true megalomaniacism. Um, and uh, um, yeah, Diona, she she was. Uh, I kind of really liked her by the end of the the series because uh, for a while there, I didn't really like the character that much. Um, but yeah, she she grew on me and, and was pretty solid. Um, so yeah, I, I would give it a thumbs up. Uh, I don't know if I would revisit it, but I'll, I'll definitely. Um, take a, a shot on season two. Um, and, uh, I think after one season under their belt, I think it, it could really go somewhere. That's, that's pretty solid. Um, and yeah, if, if I have to say the father, uh, Deanna and Andre's father is going to be the main antagonist for season two. And there's going to be some sort of, um, rebellion, with that, and it'll be interesting to see how the vampire community shakes apart because there's really no de facto leader now uh, with Cecilia and the Elder dead. So I assume they're going to bring in someone else that will come in to try to, I guess, organize. Uh, unless they decide to have like a total chaotic underground for this next season. But Barrett, you summed it up perfectly that uh, all these things that. I'm suggesting that could happen. It could just be red herrings because they've been having a lot of interesting twists uh, in the first season that they could do the same here and, and it could go completely different direction than I'm thinking now. Um, what about you, Kevin? Um, it was an interesting series. I'm willing to watch at least a couple episodes of season two, if they have season two. Uh just to just to see how it is and see if they make it interesting the i'm I'm just trying to think of what they would do with season two i'm not that imaginative but 
obviously the father's going to have something to do with it. Um, he will most likely be an antagonist. I can see the mother having struggles with this is my husband, but he's also now a monster, but it's my husband, but he's a monster. Maybe I can, uh, heal him or recuperate him or what have you. I would not be surprised if Celia comes back somehow, you know, just kind of the, you know, you have all a lot of these bad guys that, oh, they're gone, they're gone for good, we're free of them. Oh, nope, they're back. Um, you know, she may, she may come back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did. She can be one of those people who are kind of in the shadows and kind of heal up to a, to a point where she's, able to cause trouble in the background and then kind of reveal herself at the end. Um, what happens then with Doina and her, the two guys that she obviously likes, you know, the, the, you know, the vampire and the, the normal guy, you know, that'll be an interesting thing. That'll be an interesting development. Uh, and I'm kind of curious on what happens to the normal brother, because the dad is about ready to consume him, and it doesn't look like the dad has any real memory of his own son. So we'll see how that turns out. All right, oh, very good. Um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point about Cecilia, Kevin, because. Uh, as, as folks who are familiar with Game of Thrones or Westworld, um, those shows have had a lot of characters that have died um, kind of off screen, kind of sort of, and you're not really sure if they are dead or not. So like the Hound or um, Stannis or uh, Jon Snow, for example, in Game of Thrones and in Westworld, you know, the the robots or androids or, or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, being mechanical, they can just recreate them as characters. Here, in this show here, that we, we see the building burning and her panicking, but you're right. I mean, we don't really actually see her complete demise. And, there's, and even if you want to call it a demise, what we did see, it's one of those things that could be... Um, a trick where she really didn't and she's just, you know, in debate falls to the basement and survives and is just badly burned or something. So that, that's a good point. You never know. Uh, yeah. It, like it, the last Halloween and he's still alive. We know that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've been watching, I mean, this is not horror at all, but I've been watching a few uh, of the old Basil Rathbone, Sherlock Holmes movies and Moriarty. It's just, Oh, he fell to his death. No one can survive <laughs> the fall of, you know, Five or six stories. Nope, he's back. You know, it's uh, yeah, right. You know, he comes. I mean, you know, Jason. Well, Jason Vor. That was more Jason Voorhees was more of a supernatural thing, but Michael Myers, you know, really isn't. He's just right. more of a evil killing machine that just doesn't want to die. You know, but uh, right. yeah, I mean, he he'll. So I well, we, we've we've seen it even in, in quote unquote. A-list films, too, right? I mean, supposedly this last, uh, the Rise of Skywalker film 
the emperor oh, just yeah. appeared out of nowhere. So Palpatine, how, yeah. Yeah, it was like that made no fucking sense, right? So no, it didn't. So they they can do it in in if they can do it in in that a two hundred million dollar movie, they can do it in you know a a low budget television show, right? Yeah. So that that's a fair point, Kevin. And, and I have a feeling though that the low budget television show would do it a whole lot better than Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for crying out loud, we watched Palpatine virtually explode. Right. Yeah. That, that was, uh, and they never explained how he even came back. And uh, well, they didn't like, explain who the mother is. Yeah, the, the whole thing was stupid. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand any of it. Ridiculous. And anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have a bad taste. Anyway, um, for, for folks who are upset that we were ripping Star Wars, uh, it's just personal opinions. That doesn't mean that you cannot dislike it or like it. It's, it's each and every one of us have our own thoughts. It's all good. Peace and love. All right. So <laughs> please no um, hate mail. <laughs> yes, that please send eight mail to darkdiscussions at aol.com. Uh, attention, Abe Spinney. <laughs> exactly. Blame someone that's not here. All right, so uh, that's what our final thoughts on uh, on uh, vampires, the 2020 television show on Netflix uh, from France. Um, so yeah, yeah, a lot of people may have missed it just because of the the title it's just a terrible title you know i mean it means it is everything yeah i mean it's not it's not original at all so it's like i mean it gives it tells you what the what it's about so that, i guess that's good but you know that's that type of title is a title that would just get lost in the in the fray and would make the show be forgotten because of it uh which isn't too bad but hey mar- they have bad uh marketing department um but either way, uh, it's uh, available on Netflix now. It's considered a quote-unquote Netflix original. I don't know if that means they actually produced it or they just bought it from, you know, the a company, which is more likely what they did. But either way, it's it's owned by Netflix, uh, so you can watch it there. It's only six episodes, so a quick uh, six hours of uh, television. Um, so that's that's not bad. Uh, you could binge it in one night if you really wanted to. Um, it's definitely set up for a, n- another season, um, depending on your feelings, like myself, who uh, gives a thumbs down, or Barrett, who's it doesn't bother. Um, the cliffhanger can kind of piss you off because you got to wait, and there is no episode coming next week, so you have to literally wait until whatever. There's a season two. Um, but all in all, uh, if you like uh, vampires in genre, um, it may be something for you. Uh, just make sure to know that it's uh, not Dracula, Count Dracula, or anything like that. It's uh, more of the modern-day vampire approach um, that we've seen. Um, all right, so, uh, Kevin, uh, thanks for, for joining us. Appreciate it. It was good that uh, you were able to uh, get the show under your belt and, and discuss it and give you your thoughts. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Barrett, uh, sounds good. So we got it wrapped up another episode. So uh, me, you, and Kevin, along with Abe Spinney, are going to be doing an episode on Dark Discussions, uh, our sister podcast, uh, about some H.P. Lovecraft tales. So check that out. Look for, out for that. Um, I know, Kevin, you've been 
ready for a long time while myself and Barrett and Abe have been kind of still working on it. Um, so, all right. So let's, uh, once again, uh, our website is darkdiscussions.com. Our email is darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Our Facebook group is dark discussions podcast, Facebook group. Our Twitter is dark discussion one. Uh, definitely send any of your emails. We'll uh, read them on the podcast. Uh, give us your thoughts, your feedback, your opinion on vampires, um, and uh, maybe any other things of note that you think would interest listeners. We'll we'll read your email. Um, for folks who are uh, still confused, uh, Dark Discussions is our uh, umbrella podcast. So uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews just uses uh, the Dark Discussions network um, emails and all that um, because it just makes it easier. Uh, so uh, I guess with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you do this up? Thanks for uh, listening to us, and we look forward to providing you with good material in the coming few weeks. <laughs> <laughs>